0: Welcome back everyone. This is another episode of the Aquatic Mentors podcast with Katrina Van Eyck. Um, It's great to have you back again. Um, Now this podcast episode I'm going to talk about supporting our swimmers. And that could be through our coaches supporting our squad swimmers or swim teachers supporting their learn to swim students. And with the coronavirus, aquatic facilities and swim schools, swim clubs had to close. And we don't know how long we're going to close down for. It's sort of up in the air. Everyone's been shut down and locked down and families are sort of having to work in different ways and connect in different ways, which is a plus because it's brought us all back together as families but it's made it hard on businesses because, yeah, we can't connect, we can't run. We've got no income coming through. But we've got to look to the future and how do we connect and stay connected with our people and our clients? We're more likely to get our clients back when swim schools open up again if we've connected with them and we've... So the kids also see swim teachers and a lot with coaches, that they're another person that they can rely on. They'll talk to you. Kids will come out to you with the strangest things and things you think, well, if, if your parents knew that you'd told me that. They'd be horrified. So you've become another person for them to connect with. And when that connection's broken, especially if they're seeing you every week or you know a couple of days a week, not having that connection can be hard for them. And then they've got home with their families. They're not seeing the outside world. They're not seeing their friends. They're not seeing guys that they've connected with. So it can be quite a difficult situation for them. And for adults, it's a massive rollercoaster ride with emotions. So imagine what it's like with these kids and what they're feeling and what they're having to go through. I mean, simple things. of I know we've got friends with kids just down the road here um, and they can't connect with their boyfriends. Um, or they can't see them, you know, physically see them. So that becomes a big issue for them. I can't see them. I, you know, we can talk to them, but there's no connection. I don't know what's going on. And then you've got connections they have with their friends that they find it hard to communicate with. And a lot of kids work on that one-on-one communication or that being able to see what's happening. Even though we say that, you know, they're always on technology and they're always on their phones and they've uh, lost that connection with people they still thrive on that connection, and people like your swim teachers and your swim coaches are the ones that they're actually connecting with. So it becomes such a, a big focus for them, and it can be quite hard when that's removed and taken away. And it's something that, as hard as it is for us as businesses and us as coaches and swim teachers to see that happen, it's something we're going to have to deal with and, and look to move on with, and how we can help these kids and families learn from the experience, connect, and develop themselves from the experience, and, and not. Be Get down and how we can stay connected with them, but in a meaningful way. It's not about just throwing stuff at them um and saying, Okay, you got all the time in the world, you can deal with this, you can do this, you can do that. It's not about that, it's actually connecting with them on a proper level as you would when you actually see them, making them see that, you know, that we're still out there for them and we still want to know how they're going. With the coronavirus and, you know, if anything else in future shuts us down, and um, we're all looking for that normality in this crate in this crazy bit. So we're, you know, be during coronavirus when we're all locked down or whether it's just something else that causes us all to be locked down, everyone's looking for that normality. And so being connected and giving them that adds stability and helps keep the kids interested and the families interested in the sport of swimming, in the businesses, and keeps it all in the forefront of their minds so that when we do come out of this lockdown, they're actually there thinking, okay, that's the one thing I wanna do. I miss that so much. When I was in lockdown, I wanna get out back into that pool and get my fitness up and get back into that normality. At present now and especially I'm in Victoria so our next school term they've decided will definitely be from home or remote if we can. Big change for families. I know I'm a little bit worried about how we're going to do it. We're going to take on that role of teacher if we can give them back some normality and some connect in a way going to help that family. This episode was also developed for like myself with working in summer only swim schools or summer only pools. How we can engage our swimmers over that winter break to keep them connected with us and make that decision of coming back to our services a lot easier because, you know, they remember us, we've been there, we've been involved. And I know in country areas, a lot of that connection happens through other sports. So in the country, it's a massive focus, and it probably is with Metro, on netball and football over the winter months. Um, and I know there's other winter sports, but there's sort of, you've done your summer sports, now we move on to our winter sports. And what we find in the communities is that those that are involved in a lot of the summer sports are the ones that are involved in a lot of the winter sports too. So the families and kids are still getting those connections with the same people but we can do a lot more to promote the summer sport as well and to build that connection. So I've really enjoyed seeing ideas that have come up on Facebook and LinkedIn and a few other places where we're already as an industry and as individuals looking to connect and we've had great ideas come up of how people are connecting. So there's a lot of swim clubs out there and coaches that are connecting with their um, squad swimmers by doing dry land training with them or ways physical activities with them that can keep them fit while they're out of the pool. So doing a lot of videos about stretching and dry land training and different activities like that. And I think that's fantastic that we're connecting with them in that way. Another great thing about it is it's just everyday stuff. Like they're not doing videos on oh you've got to have this machine or this equipment. You know, they're showing that it can be done with just everyday stuff what you've got around your place. So for those people that have lost jobs or lost work and lost an income you're not having to go out and spend exuberant amounts of money to be able to keep your children fit and exercising over this break which is great there's a lot of resources out there so tap into those whether it be via Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn or you know really keep an eye out and people are sharing it for their clubs but they're also sharing it for other people to take on board and I know Asta and Swim Australia have so some of the ideas that I've come up with but I've also I've seen people put out there is yeah, helping swimmers stay fit, which is a really great one. I just spoke about that with the online videos and different club videos that they're putting out there or whether they're just putting up posts of different workouts that they've found in places. Now, and this one's great for especially learn to swim side of it, sending our swimmers activities that are related to swimming. So that can be your workouts again and your dry land activities, but you know, it can be colouring pictures that I've seen a lot of swim schools do, which is great. I've seen a lot of swim schools do the addition colouring pictures, it has numbers down the bottom with the different colors and the different sections are say you know two plus two equals and whatever color is for the answer of four they use that color to then color in that section of the picture i think that's great so we're connecting with them on that school level but we're also connecting with them on that swimming level they're seeing the swimming pictures any of your holiday type things you can you can connect with them through there i know with my children's school they've done what they call uber learning so now with victoria remote schooling they're dropping off these packages of remote activities that we can do with our kids and help them learn and it still follows the process and it's stuff they would have done at school but it follows that process of okay they're going to learn maths here and they're going to learn english here and they're going to journal what they've done for the day so that's really good we can put those packs together and send them out to our clients or our swimmers and just say here's something you can work through from it's going to be those times when they're normally going to swimming lessons or swim squad when they're not there your parents are still looking for things for them to do getting a package together of swimming word searches or just little activities like that little games they can play or you know maybe things like for coaches designing their own swim set what they'd love to do in a squad lesson designing their ultimate swim set and then you can get them to send it back to you and from that you can then compile them and you can use them in your lessons when we do get back to swimming coaching sessions you can say okay this one was suggested by Tom it was a really great idea what you've got here and I've brought that into our lessons with the learn to swim program. You could get them to write their favourite activity or the older ones to write what they'd like to do in a lesson. So you can give them a lesson template and say, i oh, put in here things that you'd like to work on. And when we go back to swimming, how about we do those lessons and we can say, okay, one, one day a week or one day a term, you know, we're going to work on Fred's lessons or Sally's les- lesson plan. And they're still learning. You can give them hints and tips um, about why you do it, what you do. You're promoting the industry, but you're also giving them the input in their own training as well and imagine thinking in a couple of months time when they get back to swimming and they're like oh my coach my coach my swim teacher remembered what I did and they you can give them feedback and say oh that's really good that's a great set or that's a great lesson or an activity wow that's fantastic and it gives them that vested interest in their learning as well so I think that's a great way to connect and it may even just be okay you guys this week you're going to think up games that we can do when we get back how can you adapt a game that you do online? And how can you adapt it to swimming? Like we've got water polo, they've got I think it's the flipper bowl. I know with when I run the school swimming programs, it has in the curriculum that the government set out relating dry land sports and how they can work in the water. By doing that, you're covering off something that the kids would, you know, learn through school and it gives them that extra credit, something they can go, oh I remember that bit. So it's great to be able to use those resources together. And I know from when I did my diploma of swim coaching, I think that was what it's called. Um, I remember through ASTA it had in there getting kids to actually run a lesson so I had to record myself doing 390 minute squad trainings but it also had that the kids had to develop a a squad training themselves and what I found really interesting so they had to plan it, they had to write it all down and then they had to instruct it so I was taken out of the role as instructor or coach I was able to help in regards to if they had any questions about you know maybe technique or the water safety side of it I was there to help out but They initially designed the program that they were going to run and then they ran it themselves and some of the older kids, I had a few kids of varying ages, the older kids took over and sort of ran their bit and I found it really amazing. I really thought they were just going to come up and do five minutes and that was it. The whole lesson was only going to be five minutes and they were just going to play games the whole time. But they came out with things like um, water safety. So they went back through and did all the water safety entries. They did water rescues and they did a bit of strokes and things like that but they worked together. So they got the older ones to work with the younger ones or it'd be mentoring them or sort of helping them with their technique. And what amazed me is that something we don't really do in a squad training lesson is working on that sort of water safety, is working on that water safety side. They actually wanted to do that. They found that enjoyable. And I think that'll surprise you with the stuff they come out with. So another one's posting content on social media. So whether it be your favourite quotes or things like what you're doing at home, how you're staying fit, how can families connect with you, what can families do, a funny video that you've seen, getting kids to you know post stuff about what they're doing at home. It's just different content that you can add, which you do a lot of the content anyway. So just because you've shut down, don't stop doing your normal content. You probably don't want to advertise your lessons, oh, term two's coming up, you're going to book. In, that sort of standard stuff but yeah, yeah there's still motivational quotes all different things you can put out there different pictures videos you can make up I know there's a lady out there I've been watching her on Facebook she's been doing absolutely fantastic lessons on different learn to swim things like so it could be kicking or it could be floating and the last one was on the starfish float, and it was amazing she had props out she had big tarpaulin out she had little pictures around her little mermaids and she's out in a tutu and a swimsuit and things like that and videoing it I think that's fantastic because you may feel really uncomfortable in front of the camera but you're connecting with these kids and they're seeing you as their teacher or their swim coach and you're having a bit of fun and you're bringing a bit of a laugh for them. Imagine those kids who have a down day because I can't see my mates, I'm stuck at home, my brother or sister's annoyed me again and then they can watch this video and they can just laugh and laugh and laugh and yeah, it would be an amazing connection and distraction for the kids. Another one to look at is now with kids having to do remote schoolwork, so they're um, staying home to do their schooling. They may find it a bit hard to connect with their schoolwork and get their schoolwork done. And if you know kids, or if you're in a really tight knit community with your swimming area, and you're maybe help your kids out, put it out there to families. What are you struggling with in the schoolwork? You know, if you're great at mathematics, which is definitely not my strong point, but you get families or students swimmers to send you information on what they're struggling with in maths, and you might be able to tutor them or help them through it. So you're not just working on swimming stuff. You're working on things that can help them in their day-to-day lives or their schoolwork. Maybe it's helping them read or reading a book to them, reading a book to the younger kids. You're a swimming-related book. You can get on once a week and read a book and videotape it and put it out there. Don't be scared of doing videotapes. I know doing videos can be really, really daunting um, for some people, but it's a great idea to get out there. And the more you practice it or the more you, more videos you do, the better you'll get at it. So give them a go. But we're going to move on to helping older swimmers take on leadership and committee roles. So it might be a great idea to, if you've got any leadership programs or if there's any leadership programs in the aquatic industry that you can get hold of, teaching them or doing that sort of theory side with a leadership program or just developing a leadership program. If we've got industry professionals that are great on leadership, we can contact them and say, you know, what stuff that we can put forward for our kids and teach them how to take on those roles. If as a club you're able to still do committee meetings whether I know a few clubs are doing them via technology um, online things like that zoom if you're still able to do that as a club well maybe get a junior committee happening and you know getting kids involved and they can talk to each other via Skype via Zoom via different group chats and you know they can say okay this is what we want to see in our club when we come back and when we can swim later on the kids get a more of an involvement in that club as well so it becomes not just a swim club it's they've got an identity and a bit of involvement in into it and they can plan what they want to do or they can help you as the coach or help the committee run the club and think come up with great ideas that benefits the kids. And newsletters is another idea. So I know a lot of people still put out newsletters and clubs put out newsletters. Swim schools put out newsletters but developing those newsletters is a great thing to do and just putting, you know, tidbits, information, tricks of the trade are really good thing. So connecting those monthly or weekly newsletters is a great idea, developing those. They can be quite easy. You can work them off. Uh, use a template. You can make them off a template. So, you know, you just got to change little bits of them each time. So it's not something you have to redesign a whole newsletter every week or every month that's just changing a little bit of it so that is really really great uh, weekly challenges. I know our local football netball club, Pyramid Hill, is doing the, there's a nut bush planking challenge that's going around. So you plank to the nutbush song, Tina Turner, Nutbush. You know, things like that. It keeps them fit, it keeps them involved. They post videos of themselves doing it and, you know, everyone gets involved. The coach can do it, the swimmers can do it, parents can do it. It's, you know, a family thing you can do together. They can make the videos all fun and games, dress up, do all sorts of things. So that's another one. It doesn't have to be a fitness challenge. It could be any challenge. It could be do a video of showing how you guys are kicking for 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off and they're just lying on their back kicking or on their front kicking or, you know, any sort of challenge you can think of. Doesn't have to be swimming related either. Write a letter to your swim coach. Write a letter to your swim teacher. It could be involved in that writing a a session, um, whether it be a Lynch swim lesson or whether it be a coaching squad lesson. All sorts of things, different challenges you can put out there for them. And it works in with competitions. A swim school I know does um, drawing competitions. So they'll put out a picture and say, okay, we're going to draw. The kids will do the drawing, colour it in, and then they'll send it back. And, you know, whoever the swim school decides is the winner, gets the prize. So you can do that sort of thing. You don't even have to do prizes. So I work with the Kerrang Swimming Club, which is a summer swimming club. I've put out a request for our members to do videos on why they like swimming, why they like the swim club. We can then use those videos in the lead up to summer as a promotion and say, oh look, this is what we do in the student club, this is why people like it and trying to get more people involved. Um, another one's helping swimmers volunteer in the community, I know it's hard now with coronavirus, with the lockdown, program you can develop now during the lockdown, which will put in place later, when we do get back to swimming, About helping, how they can volunteer and help with the community, so it's the swim club then giving back, and the swimmers giving back, so it's different things, you know, maybe it's swimming related, maybe it's how can we help the underprivileged people in our community, by providing swimming lessons some of your older swimmers, or your squad swimmers, developing swimming lessons, or learn to swim for those, and you can tie it in. maybe they maybe you can tie that in with the kids if they're 16 and above gaining their swim teacher qualification so yeah that's something you can look at it brings that leadership side into it gives them some sort of qualification but we're also then giving back to our community now it can be something else like starting a charity with involved in your swim club or getting your swimmers or offering your swimmers volunteer work um, or paid and then also looking at developing that paid work side. So what they get out of their volunteering, so they might volunteer for a local business or local charity and then what they, the experience they get from that they can use to then gain paid work. Where if they're working, volunteering for a local business, they may be able to offer them some sort of paid work as well. So you're then sort of developing them back for all over swimmer. Another one would be run events which fundraise for charities, but charities that are close to your swimmers. So you know, if you've got a swimming family in your swim school or your swim club that's been affected by something, whether it's some sort of illness or you know, like the the bushfires were a major thing, or if you have someone that's really a family that's really affected by the coronavirus, you know, do some sort of charity event that you can then develop or have donate money or donate food items or something like that, and you can then help out those charities or those people you yeah, know you can do swimathons when swimming does start up again you can look at doing helping a local charity through things like swimathons um, we ran a swimathon locally in the Pyramid Pool here um, I organised it with the pools committee um, we got together and we ran it and um, we made $4,000 and so we got sponsorship from businesses they all sponsored a lane people put in uh, groups of six and they swam for two hours and we had the little pool going as well and in that little pool it was sort of young kids and they swam for an hour and so Someone could do two laps and then the next person could hop in or they could do you know 12 laps and the next person could hop in it was as many laps as you could do pacing yourself throughout the whole two hours and sort of giving everyone a go people got pledges for the amount of laps they did so either the amount of laps they did or they just got one-off pledges so i know someone raised three or four hundred dollars just on pledges that she got and then we used that money combined the four thousand and we bought equipment for our swim pool so you know that's something you can do that to buy something for the swim club or your swim school or donate it to a charity so it doesn't have to be to raise funds for your swim club or your swim school could be just to donate back to charity or you know a community you know in need locally So another great way is mentoring your kids. So whether it be your squad kids or your learn to swim, how can you mentor them? And whether that just be, you know, videos or connecting with them while we're under the lockdown through emails or, you know, videos, it's great. Or whether later on you can bring that in and sort of mentor your swimmers outside of the club. Now, I know it's hard to think about stuff with mentoring. You know, you get everyone's permission, stuff like that. So be wary of that. And also as a coach, you probably don't want to show favouritism in some way. Whether that's something your swim club could develop, and put in a mentoring program even getting the older swimmers to mentor younger swimmers again just be careful with how you do that but there are businesses like the art of mentoring they have they can help you develop mentoring programs that will work with your swim club or in your swim school offer swimmers volunteer or paid work now I talked about that before but even if it's just in the swim club or the swim school I know in swim school having extra helpers in the pool want a lesson so you can do a bit more one-on-one work with swimmers that and you can bring those older swimmers in and especially if you've especially when you've got a swim school connected with the swim club you can get the older swimmers to come in and help out some of the younger swimmers if they're on at different times whether it be just basic admin work yeah you know, anything like that you can think of cleaning the, equi- cleaning the equipment checking equipment for safety side of it giving them some training so you know maybe it might be them lifeguard training industry training that can help them that when they want to look for work later on they can go into that side of it and that qualification And the last point I want to work on today is surveying your swimmers and parents about different topics they want to learn about. I know with my swim school and the Kerrang Swim Club, I've done surveys. This year is the first year I've done it with the swim club, but I've done it with my swim school before. And there's surveys that just say, okay, you know, what are we doing well? Where can we improve? Are there any activities you think we can do? I know with the swim club one, it's who was your trainer? Can you tell us something great they did so we can celebrate what they've done? How can the swim club improve? How can we connect? connect with you better we're always looking for new committee members so you know what occupation do you have that can benefit our swim school and our swim club and would you like to be part of the committee if yes great what role would you like to take on if no what's the reason that's stopping you because if it's there's a reason that's stopping them maybe the swim club can work out some arrangement or can help them in some way where you know they don't know what roles involve we can tell them what's going on we need to promote that more they don't have the time well then that's fine how can we help you get time back into your life now it may not be so that they can then be a committee member but it may be just going look I know one of our members has done club members has done something great with you know finding more time and they've done this or here's a resource that might help you find more time so you can spend it with your family so you know it's helping them outside of the club as well so surveys are really great but then as I mentioned it can be a great way of connecting with your swimmers and their families and finding out things that they want to learn so is there something that the kids want to learn more about or is there something that the parents feel the kids aren't learning more about and they want them to learn more so you know that's something you can connect through or is there something that the club can be doing to support their members a lot more I think that's really great it brings that connection like we're going for a bit of normality but it also means that the club or the swim school values their clients or their families their members opinions and want to know what they want to learn and how we can use the club to then benefit their life there's a lot of stuff in there for everyone to process and I'll I'll leave it there but I'd love to hear any ideas or programs you guys have developed for your swim school or your clubs or any ways that you've connected with your swimmers I'd love to find out more about them I'll redo another episode about supporting swimmers later on with all the new information I get so please send it through it'd be great to connect and hear all your fantastic ideas and yeah just keep well stay safe look after yourselves and spend that time connecting and bringing normality back to our swimmers as much as we can and look after yourself as well don't forget that you guys need to look after yourselves and make sure that you are doing well you're looking after your families because you're number one so thank you so much for listening it's been great to be able to share my knowledge again can't wait to hear from you with all your ideas and keep a lookout for the next podcast thank you bye